Hi there, I'm Annette of Arab Refugee Coaching and you are listening to Coffee and Stars Podcast, a platform for candid and unconventional narratives about the place of the young African woman in society. In this episode, I speak to Amma Duncan, an entrepreneur and founder of the Fabulous Woman Network. She has facilitated several trainings within, with professionals and has authored two books. Welcome, Amma. I am delighted to have you today on this podcast. Introduce yourself and tell us two things you are passionate about. Hi, Annette. Thank you for the opportunity. Please let me know if you can yes, hear me. Yes, I can me. hear you loud and clear. Okay, excellent. So, hi, everyone listening. I am Amma Duncan, founder of the Fabulous Woman Network. I am super passionate about working towards an Africa in which women are empowered to create wealth and impact people. I also love working with the youth. And I think that the underlying theme for everything I'm passionate about is really growth. All right. That is very nice to hear. And thank you also for sharing your time with us this evening. So you've already said you founded the Fabulous Women Network and it's because you want to see growth. How did you start by the, was it by accident? Did you have it all planned out? What was going through your head when you decided to form this network? Okay, so it wasn't a decision to form a network. It was, um, I was at a time in my life where I was exploring what next to do because I felt stuck in the career or the corporate job that I was in. I felt I I didn't see myself growing in it because there was nothing interesting above me. And so I started looking outwards and I started exploring different things. And one of my childhood passions was writing. So I fantasized about writing, um, you know, becoming an author. So I started writing about women, um, just sharing their stories. I would interview them or ask questions or if I knew a story, I would share it. And it was to practice my writing skills. But, um, well, I didn't know God had a different plan. So eventually that garnered a lot of following and we started organizing events to empower women. And, you know, we're having trainings and conferences and all that. Eventually I did write the book. I mean, I've written three books, but I feel like, it, it wasn't just about writing. It was more about growing personally and along the way, growing with other people. And, you know, so that's really how it started. Um, and we called it, I picked the name Fabulous because of a poem by Marianne Williamson called Our Deepest Fear. There's a part in it that really woke me up at that time. And so I thought whoever I, would share, I was sharing stories about, I thought would, would be fabulous. So like the person, you know, my understanding was that actually God already made us fabulous. So it's a sort of message I just wanted to spread for us all to know that, you know, we don't need to do anything extra. We are already fabulous just the way we are. And so we should just step into our power and impact the world as God created us to. 
Very nice. So fabulous lady. Right. So um, you talked about being stuck at one point in your in your job or you didn't see anything interesting above you. Is being stuck a common phenomenon? Do you meet a lot of people who say to you, I feel stuck in my career or I no longer find joy or I don't know what next? Do you meet a lot of people in this situation? I wouldn't say a lot, but I definitely meet people who have, in terms of their career, who feel stuck and I mean, it's not only about career. They are, sometimes it could even be a decision you're trying to make and you get stuck. So along the journey of life, there are various instances in which we may feel stuck. And yes, with regards to career as well, yes, there's that. Um, there are those times that you feel stuck. You want to make a move or something, but you don't know what to do. Or, you know, there are, there are different ways but yes it, it's something that happens and i guess i don't have any statistics but i guess it's something that everyone every human being at one point or the other goes through all right so what has been your motivation for the journey of empowering women what has been what has motivated you to go on this path of empowering women uh, various things. First of all, I have seen the power of motivation. I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in some of the people I've had the privilege of being with or mentoring or, you know, just having interactions with. And it's so powerful. Like just sometimes it's just a phrase, a word, an action. It can move someone to do something amazing it's not because of your word they already had it in them they just needed you know like a tug or a push or something so because i know motivation is that powerful i am i, I and personally it has moved me i've been to various places and listen to people or have read something, had an idea and a push from it. So I know it's really that powerful and that's enough motivation for me to just um, do what I do in terms of getting women and men to come and mentor others. I think that's really the crust of what I do. I, I bring people together, I put them in a room or in a hall and, you know, we just keep the ball rolling with the mentorship and inspiration and motivation and anything that will just get us to get up and take those actions we are afraid of or, you know. So, yeah, I, I think motivation is a big deal. It really is a great way to start. You know how sometimes you hear people say, like, they sometimes make sarcastic jokes about motivational speakers and they say, well, something, something, I'm no motivational speaker. Or they say motivational speakers are people who are doing the most or motivational speakers are not really walking the talk or most people who do motivation. Sometimes I think that this is someone who is trying to support you and help you and you are rather making jokes about them do you hear 
a, a lot of people talk about um, motivational speakers in a derogatory way. Oh, of course. I mean, it's not. It, it, it's not. Um, it's not only specific to motivational speakers. Doctors have other people say bad stuff about them. Lawyers, presidents. It's really. It's not for me. I don't really see it as a big deal because this is something that happens across board. Whoever you are, as long as you are taking an action. You can have people who are all over the place thanking you and then there'll be other people who will just say mean stuff. And I think it's part of life. I, I don't really, I don't see it as a reason to stop doing whatever you're doing. You know, if, if people always talk, period. That, that's what we do. God gave us lips and sometimes we just don't know what to do with it, you know. So it's not... It's, I don't know. Like it's not a big deal at all. It, sometimes the jokes are funny, and then we move on. We don't dwell on them because once you know what it is you're doing, these things don't matter really. Yeah, doing these things don't matter. So I know you talk a lot about career, career development. Why should anyone be concerned about their career? Well, for me, I see career as a means to fulfill your purpose. Perhaps it's one of the means, I don't know. But for me, I think it's like a major vehicle that I'm using to fulfill what God has for me, at least at this point in time. So when I was in a full-time employment, of course, I didn't see my career as anything in fulfillment of my purpose. I mean, for so long, I thought, oh, it's just a means of making money so that I can eat or pay my bills or support whatever. But with time, I realized that actually there's more to career. Everything, every single thing that we do, no matter how small it is, it adds up to the bigger picture of God's plan, you know. And so definitely it's it's... And, you know, we are creatures created by God. And he had a purpose for us. So it's it's um, it will be like a waste of time to come and live on earth and not fulfill that purpose. And I see that our career, whatever we are doing, no matter how insignificant in quotes that sometimes we think it may be, it leads to that bigger purpose. So that that is why, for me, it's important. And I know that, I don't know, people, some some other people may think that, oh, no, my career is different from my ministry or something. For me, I actually see them as two things that go hand in hand. You know, your ministry could be your career and vice versa. So it is really super important. And it brings fulfillment, especially when you're doing something you love. And it's not even about some. Some of you love. Sometimes we don't just know what we have, so we don't love it. But if your eyes are open to the value of what you're doing, for instance, I am a social entrepreneur, but I've been supported so much by certain organizations. And these organizations are, let's say, um, for instance, Anglo Gold supports what we do. There's a staff there who is mentioning our name and saying, oh, this thing that we want to do, Let's call Amadankan. 
that staff, the work they are doing is super important because they are the ones connecting us to the resources that we need, matching us to what their company also needs. And if, so if this person, for instance, is sitting in her full-time employment, his or her full-time employment and thinking, oh, there's no fulfillment in what I'm doing or, or, or it's not even about fulfillment, but the person is thinking, oh, because I don't own my own business, I'm not doing anything important. I beg to differ. We need people like this. So what I mean is everything you're doing in terms of your career is, is impacting in the bigger picture. So it matters. Every single thing we do matters. It goes a long way. So there's nothing like, oh, it's not fulfilling or whatever, you know. So initially when you started to address this issue that your career is a means to fulfill your God-given purpose, etc., I actually thought that what you had just said is quite simplistic because people don't get it. People don't get it. As for most people, it's just about um, putting bread and butter and putting food on the table. Then you went on to say value, giving value and all that. But how do people who, then again, we come back to the subject of being stuck. How do you maneuver with people who feel stuck, who are not happy, who are not feeling any kind of fulfillment and they, they, they just don't see any use in what they are doing? Hmm. <laughs> so there's no simple answer to that. And this is where perhaps coaching comes in, mentoring and all that, where you really get to the crust of the matter. Why is the person feeling the way they are feeling? Sometimes it's a matter of they are just not seeing the value in what they are doing unless through coaching you expand the person's mind to get a different perspective. That's where they see the importance of what it is they are doing. Sometimes too, it could be a matter of the person just doesn't belong in that space or um, it's time for the person to move. I mean, there could be so many different things. So it depends on the case that is coming. And once you delve in by asking questions, you simply ask the person questions and through your questions, the person is able to reflect to get to the core of the matter. And then we, you know, the person him him or herself will come up with the solutions through the support of the coach you know and then yeah so like i for me when i was in that position i just thought there was not much that value like i had nothing to give and to tell you i mean today even today you know we had to move our program we've moved it a few times and this morning, I had my mastermind groups. I had a, I have a paid mastermind group. And then after that, I went to um, Fab Habashanti, where we have our events, and we had Fab Youth Camp. Now, in both programs, which have been running for a long time, the mastermind has been running for almost two or three years now. In, in both programs, I have women or the participants thanking me saying god bless you and all and still there are days i'm like this thing i'm doing cry like is it is it important is it of value to anyone doesn't matter you know so the 
I think that sometimes, yes, we may doubt that what we are doing matter because you never know. You never know who is watching, who is listening, who is getting inspiration and you think it's just you. But for me, I believe strongly that every single thing that happens, God allows it to happen for his purpose. It's not, we may think, oh, it's bad or it's good or whatever. We have whatever um, perception, but it's for a way bigger purpose than us, you know. So I think it would be great if we could all see the value that we bring to the table. Actually, I don't think we can even see the entire value. It's, it's not possible. There are so many things that we do to impact that we will never, ever get to know. But even if we could just get an idea of it, like one testimonial or something, that could really help us see things from a different perspective. And then so when we are doing things for God, I mean, when we are doing things, we actually know that, hey, this is for God. This is not just a joke or this is not something you are doing because you are feeling good or trying to feed your ego or whatever, you know, like this is quite important. So I think that the best place to start from is to really get a glimpse of your value the value you bring to the table. And if you can connect that to the fact that actually you're a child of God, God is using you for his purpose. So just chill, just chill. <laughs> chill and accept and then move, you know, yeah. that will help. Yeah. So if you could um, maybe off the top of your head, say the top two mistakes people make on their career path, if there are two that are very common, what would they be? I don't even know if I'll call it a mistake because, um, I, I well, I have the strong belief that everything happens for a reason and there are no accidents or mistakes. Like, it had to happen for a lesson or something. So, instead, what I'll say is what I wish I had known. And even then, it's not a disaster that I didn't know it. I mean... But what I will say is what I wish I'd known and what I wish other people would do ahead of selecting what career to pursue would be to explore, you know, explore the different fields. Um, I've heard of schools or colleges that do, is it called liberal arts or something? I, I, I don't really know if I understand the concept, but my understanding is you get to pick different subjects like you can do the sciences and add some social sciences on top of it so explore different things i think that it is through exploration that we discover our purpose well for some of us like people like me you know because i got to know that i loved training because i was attending all these training programs and being in training programs was like my happiest place. So that's how some, somehow I knew that, okay, I am called to be a trainer. And so when the opportunity came for me to select one job, it was either sales, a sales position or a training position. I was like, definitely training. And that's how come I've become, I've been a trainer for like 15 or so years. So exploring, I, I, I wish that we would do more of that. And also if you feel stuck, Sometimes exploring helps. Another thing will be mentoring, you know. Um, and when I say mentoring, I mean intentionally getting mentored through books, 
the best way I think to be mentored or the easiest way, not the best, sorry, the easiest way is through books. Um, unfortunately, sometimes we are not reading enough. Like I personally have a history of, I used to love reading, love writing. And then suddenly I thought I was too busy with life, being a wife, being a mother, being a woman. And, you know, I just thought I was too good <laughs> for school, you know, so I reduced the reading. But when I found my love for reading again, it brought like my life literally turned around. So these two things, exploring and then getting mentored through. So there's the reading and of course, attending different events and just exposing yourself to the different things that are out there. Through that, you get to really see which one your heart really beats for. And that's that it will give you the nudge and you know that actually this is my field. This is where I'm supposed to be. I mean, but notwithstanding, we know that parents are responsible for children, right? And they, our parents want to see us doing well. So sometimes they will push onto us different things that they feel that if we do, we'll be secure. And sometimes it may limit us to a certain extent. But I say that cautiously because I also really believe that everything happens for a reason. So if you really wanted to be a doctor and your dad insisted that you should become a firefighter or fireman or whatever, it is not by mistake, actually. It is really God's plan and it's leading to something. So, yeah, to answer your question, the two things I'll say, I wouldn't call them mistakes, but I'll say these are the two. Mm. Okay, so Amma, you say this and it is taking me to the point of fulfillment. She said it in past next year. But does it really matter? Does it really matter that you have to be fulfilled or you have to uh, feel fulfilled in this, this, this life that you have? Does it really matter? <laughs> that's it that's such a funny like the answers coming to me are funny because i'm thinking like when you are hungry super hungry the question is does it really matter that you get food to eat you see it it matters to you as a person because you feel that something is amiss something like you feel sometimes it's a burden or a loss. You feel some, you know, you feel like there's a space and you need that the space cannot be a vacuum. Something needs to fill it. So fulfillment is really more for you. You know, like it's it's just to give you yourself peace of mind. Like I've seen people who are doing so well in my mind. I'm like, oh my God, this person has it all. The person is not fulfilled because there's still something they feel they need to do, you know. So the the answer is it, it's for, for your own sanity, <laughs> for your own peace of mind. Yes, you have to do whatever it is that needs to be done. It's for you. It's of course, while you are doing whatever it is you're doing, God is using you for his plans, but until you do that you won't find that inner peace. You will always feel like something is missing, something important. Because, of course, you were created for that purpose. So is that important? So you were created for that purpose, and it is that important. Who are your role models? I have a number, so many. 
depending on the role we are looking at. So, for instance, in terms of career, I really admire Beyonce. I think she's someone, from what I know of her, she works really hard. She practices, you know, she she really, really focuses on her arts. Another thing I like, uh, you know, about her as a role model is the fact that she's not paying attention to people's words and being hindered by them. She just, like, she's so super focused. I've watched a few of her documentaries and I couldn't believe her level of focus. No wonder she's been able to achieve so much. People have all sorts of nasty things to say about her. Now, whether that is true or false is not even my focus. My focus is, look, this woman knows how to focus and get what she wants. And I admire that about her. I admire Oprah. Oprah told stories about people. And as she was doing that, her own blessing was coming and she's doing so well, giving back. I love Michelle. So these are the people out of Ghana. Um, I think I'm, they just came into my head. First. I love Michelle Obama because of the way she speaks. I get so drawn into her when she's speaking. I love her as a speaker. And then, of course, I love her composure. So I love that she's fun and all, but she's also very well composed. I love Chimamanda. Like, I can go on and on and on. I love so many different people that I, they, so I'm always picking a bit of something from whoever. And uh, the people I admire, it comes all the way to even in my home, my own children, my husband, my parents. I So it really depends on what it is that I admire that person. Then in my book, that person is a role model for something specific in my life. That's that's really nice, I would say, because I some of these names that you have mentioned are my own role models. A big mm. one for me is Chimamanda Adichie. Mm. Like we can talk hours about her and her writing. Mm -hmm. I also like Oprah. Um, mine is Rihanna recently, not Beyonce, mm. but Rihanna, because of also how she understands partnership and she's been able to go ahead to set up um, multi-million um, mm -hmm. enterprises, Fenty, Fenty Beauty and all that and the collaborations she's had with all these um, designers and all that. So mm -hmm. there's a lot to, to like there. Thank you for sharing that. What vision do you hope for the young African woman? I envision an Africa in which women are empowered to create wealth and impact people. This is my vision for Africa. Woman? Sorry? The African woman? Yes, yes. Okay. All right. So advice you would give to young people in general? Hmm. Well, I think that if I had to pick one, I would say stay in touch with your creator, you know, and I think that's about spirituality, staying in touch with the one who created you and speaking to him consistently. You know, the Bible even says pray without season. 
I think that I I used to think pray without season meant like always like pray consistently, you know, like the traditional prayer as we know it. But now I've learned that actually tra- praying is not just only going into a special place to pray, but speaking just even in your mind with God and just having a conversation, laughing about things with him and all that. I think that it's, it's it's the best thing that anyone can do for themselves just to stay in touch with God. And if for whoever is listening that is youth or even if you're not youth, if you could just stay in touch, check in with God as many times as you see, the thing I see about prayer or staying in touch with God is it's not even for him. It's not like he's going to change his mind and he will do something different for you because you are staying in touch. But it's for you yourself. It's what gives you confidence. Imagine knowing that you've got a superpower, like an indescribable power backing you. The level of confidence that gives you, it's crazy. This is where you can literally move mountains because you know that you're backing what is surrounding you is really way bigger than whatever is in the world. This is also where fear fades because you know that you've got whatever it takes. Like for me, staying in touch with God, and I always say that the most important memory I must have is that God is with me. If I can just remember that, and I know that we human beings, let me speak for myself, sometimes I forget, I forget who is with me and I'm like, oh God, can I do this? You know, and funny enough, I'll mention God and say, can I do this? Forgetting the power he's given me, the power that's available to me, and forgetting the fact that actually he wants me to succeed, not because of me, but for his glory. And so... My advice to anyone who ever listened to this is, listen, just stay in touch with your creator. That's it. I really like like this, and it's a good way as we round up, because I think that sometimes we feel that our daily life is one thing, and our spirituality is another thing. However... We are spiritual beings having just the physical mm-hmm. experience. So the physical experience is just a small part of it. But suddenly mm-hmm. it has become the whole part of our existence. And we are often filled mm-hmm. with fear of um, fear of the unknown, fear of our well-being, fear of provision, whether we'll have what we need. We are often filled with fear. And I think that it's a really good advice to give for people to begin to explore and understand um, spirituality for themselves and also to understand God's love. Because today I was reflecting, I was thinking, do we feel that the the parable that said God gave um, maybe one person one gift and talent, something like this, gave one person one talent and gave another Five and gave another and they went off to do something with it and then the one person the one that had the one talent said that you're a wicked master and you want to reap where mm-hmm. you haven't sown and so i'm going to bury it that when you come back i'll give it to you i think that maybe when we read it as individuals we may think that oh it's for other people and not us but today it's <laughs> today it dawned on me that 
by not honoring God with the lives that we have and by not honoring God with the talent that we have been given, we are acting as this servant that said, you are a wicked master. You want to be poor, yeah. you haven't. So, so I, it just occurred to me today and I was like, ah, that's interesting. I should post that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we are rounding up here. Do you have any final words, anything you want to say in addition to this last submission? Anything you want to say to that? I want to say thank you for the opportunity to chat with me this evening and for your patience as I had to make some adjustments to the time. I want to say thank you to whoever has taken time to listen to this podcast and I pray that there's a word in here for you and you're going to run with it and just keep growing. All right. Thank you very much, Emma, for your time this evening. I'm very honored to have you and congratulations on all that you've done so far and the impact you are having on all the young women, young people in Ghana, in, in other places. Now we are going to play a nice game called the numbers game. So we have okay. numbers one to a hundred and they have corresponding <laughs> questions. So you choose five numbers you choose all together random numbers and then when you finish choosing i will tell you the questions and you will answer them as fast as you can it's just for fun and to just okay. know you a bit better okay sure so i'll choose 31, 31. eight mm -hmm. um then i'll choose seven okay. i'll choose ten Five. Am I done? That's one, eight, seven, ten, five. You are done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we are going to start. This is like a speed date. That's one. If money was no mm -hmm. object, what would you do all day? <laughs> I will be writing and gardening. Oh. That's nice. Mine would be to just read. I want people to pay me so that I will read. <laughs> Question number eight. What is your favorite thing about your career? Meeting people. Mm. New people. Yeah. Seven. What motivates you to work hard? Hmm. The... The results the results of what i do and then the process itself i enjoy the process okay 10 what is your proudest accomplishment hmm. is that i am able to enjoy peace hmm. and I, I i really admire that about myself that i'm able to just Sleep a lot and enjoy my peace. <laughs> mm. Okay. The last question is, what would you change about yourself if you could? The, the tendency to doubt myself. Ah. If I could change anything, I would just want to stop doing that. And always, always have faith that I've got 
whatever it takes because God has already given it. Yes. Okay. So thank you very much, Amma, for your time this evening and for sharing with us. I know you are based in Kumasi and maybe sometime we'll catch up and have a physical meeting. Thank you for your time and all the insights. We have learned a lot. You have learned that you have seen power in motivation, um, that people should follow God's plan for them and get a glimpse of their own value and what they can contribute. And it's important for people to explore different career fields and to tap into the benefits of mentoring. Thank you for your time and thank you for everyone that listened and those who also listen later. My name is Annette of Araba Africa and I'm happy to share these lessons with you so that you will learn from the experiences of people who are walking the talk. Live beautifully, child. Thank you. Bye. Bye.